God bless you. This is Apostle Flowers of Family Richmond and Deliverance Center. I want to thank you for tuning in. And I pray that the message that you're about to hear will be a blessing to you at every level of your life. Please feel free to share this message with your family and friends and those that are in your life that you believe that this message will be a blessing to as well. So let's get ready to join the message. And again, I believe this will be an encouragement and a blessing to your soul. God bless. It's encouraging. Let me say this. Can I say this? And I don't mean, I hope nobody don't think this is, this is arrogant or, or, or anything. Mm-hmm. Especially when you, you walk in an office or you, you, you have a gift and God has used you by a gift and stuff. And that gift begins to say things that God is going to do. And it's encouraging when that mm-hmm. thing starts to happen because you realize you were hearing God. Come on. You can't tell everything. Again, you can't tell everything. But when you, when you start to tell some stuff or you start to say some things and people grab it. I remember it was a brother that was in the church here one time and stuff. And to be honest, y'all, perfect people are not the only ones God will try to get the attention of. God will try to get the attention of imperfect people. I remember it was this brother that was in here and stuff. And he would come in the prayer line and the Lord would use me to tell him things. And he would hold on to it. Mm -hmm. And then some days later, sometimes a couple days, sometimes a week, sometimes months and stuff. He would come back and say, you know, a pastor, apostle, whatever, you know, whatever I was at that time. I don't remember which one I was, but at that time he would say, God did it. it. And all, all God wants us to do is believe him, you know, submit yourself to a prophetic word that was given. Trust it. Hold on to it. Don't let it go. Go just because times are difficult. He wants to go get there. Or just because times are difficult or it looks like the enemy can contradict what God has said. Hold on to it. Trust God. God's going to do it. God's going to do it. Just hold on to it. Don't run in another direction and and expect God to chase you when you're running away from him. Mm -hmm. Hold on to it. Trust God's word for us, y'all, and watch God do exactly what he said he's going to do. Amen. And and, and can can I also give you this before I get into into the message? Don't let the enemy create a dry season when God has given you water. You know what I mean? Because sometimes, y'all, things can look difficult. And the glass of water sitting here and still are drinking it and understand God has given you plenty. We back up from the water and let the season become dry. Just because, it, just because God is not feeding us directly anymore doesn't mean God has not given us enough to sustain us. So hold on to all the provision God has made, made for you, even if it's just a word. Hold on to it and watch God finish what he started. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank and praise you. We glorify you for your goodness. We thank you, Father God, for your mercy and grace and your yeah. kindness, God. Lord, we thank you and ask you before we say or do anything else, we ask you to forgive us of every sin, yes. word, thought, and deed, and cleanse us by your precious blood. Removing any obstacle, opposition, God, that will try to get in the way of not just me preaching, but us, yes. re- us receiving, yes. Father God, that we may walk in the full healing and deliverance of God that you designed for us today, God, and to go forward in. God, we pray not only, Lord, for the success of our gathering today in our church, but every church, God, that you've called together, Father God, to hear your word, to follow your will, Father God, heal, deliver, set free, save souls, bring increase, God, do what only you can do, God, and what you desire to do. We decree these things in faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I I just want to talk to you for for a few minutes. And, you know, if I can say say this again, I probably said it about a hundred times as we get ready to get into these messages is that, you know, one of the things that God wants from us is not just our mind. God wants our minds. He wants to clear our minds. He wants to clean our minds. He wants to make our minds healthy. But God wants our heart. Yes. Yeah. And the reason why God wants our heart is that wherever our emotions and feelings are invested, that's where our behavior is going to manifest. That's it. 
We can say all we want. I love this and I love that or I like this or I like that and stuff. If it doesn't come genuinely from our heart, if it's only just a mouth service, y'all will always come up short demonstrating or displaying Amen. what is necessary to show we're connected to it. Amen? Amen. It's like any relationship, y'all. You know, some people get into relationships, some people get into marriages, some people get into friendships and stuff. And we get in these friendships and stuff, or we get in these connections and relationships, and we look side eye at people and stuff because we're not, we really don't trust them because sometimes they haven't tr- shown what's necessary to be trustworthy. There are people in our life that haven't shown what's necessary to be trustworthy. There are people, friends, and people you'll connect with, they haven't shown all they need to show that, to show that they're trustworthy. Come on, man. Right. But when they've shown what's necessary to be trustworthy, y'all, we have to deal with us to keep us from showing the trust that's necessary to make it a full circle. Mm-hmm. Amen? Mm-hmm. So I, I asked the Lord as, as, as he was giving this message or giving this serious God, why are you always talking to me about, and I wasn't saying it sarcastically, I wasn't saying it angrily, I wasn't saying it out of frustration. I was just wondering because I wanted to go on to other things. That's me, Pastor Flowers. Mm-hmm. I want to go on to other things. I kept saying, Lord, why are you giving me stuff that deals with emotional, mental health, Lord? Why you give? Why you always give me stuff that deals with us from the inside? And here's what he said to me. This is plain. I may paraphrase it another word, but here's what he said to me plain. I don't care how whatever spiritual endeavors you desire to have, if this is not healthy, if this is not healthy, you'll never achieve the things that you may have uh, as spiritual endeavors. You will always quit on stuff because our, our heart is not. If our heart and emotions are not healthy towards it, we'll always have the contradictions necessary mm-hmm. for the enemy to use us against ourselves. Amen. 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 God is good. God, God is really good. One of, one of the worst things we can do, y'all, in any kind of connection, any kind of relationship is we're just there just because we're there. Amen. Tell you what happened. Got up this morning. And I, I, this relates to, and I didn't know how much it was going to relate to the message today, Pastor Flowers. Got up this morning, I put on a suit. <coughs> I had that suit on, man, it was looking. Had, had, a, had my milk and magnesia suit. Mm. Pepto-Bismol, rather. What? Had my Pepto-Bismol suit. On and I, you know, I put it on. I had my had my uh, pink and white shoes, go along with it. Had this. I had my pink pink shirt on. Had my pink and white tie on. And everything. I walked outside, Tony. I had, I left my coat because I I don't wear it anyway. So I left my coat on in the house and stuff. I came out and I sat in the car. When I sat in the car to get ready to go, I looked down at my at my pants and they had a stain on them. I said, man, I, I, okay. So I got this cloth and I thought maybe I could just clean it off. You know how to use those things called, uh, say it again. Tide wipes. Yes, tide wipes and stuff. I, but I had this other kind of wipe, and I thought maybe I can just clean it off. So I started riding down the road, and Pastor was using the steering wheel, and I was trying to wipe the stain out. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I was hitting on the gas, and she was doing the steering wheel. I remember one time, y'all, I'm, I'm going to get back to the subject. I remember one time we played a trick. We was riding somewhere, and I said, look, hon, you stare, and I'm going to put the newspaper up like I'm reading it. And stuff when we were past people, and stuff. And I know people probably thought, "What in the world is he doing?" Because I, I had the newspaper up like this, oh and Pastor was doing the steering wheel and stuff. So I, but it, yeah, they they look well. Anyway, she was doing that, and the sting didn't completely come out of the pants. And so um, she said, "Well, do you want to go back home and change?" I said, "God, it's, it's getting late." I said, "I don't know." Now look down on on the vest. The vest had the same stain on it, and stuff. So. I said, yeah, I better go home and change. So I, I, I was turning around to go home and change. I'll get to the end of the story. Just hold on for a second. Went home and I, and I changed clothes. And I was going to keep the same, same tie that I had, the pink and white tie. And I was on my way out the door. Now, when I was in the room where I was at changing, I didn't see what I saw when I walked outside the door. When I grew to walk outside the door, I looked down at the tie. And on the tie was the same stain that was on the suit and that was on, on the vest. So I turned around and said, gosh, I can't, 
you know, I can't, I can't wear this tie. I said, because I'll be self-conscious even if nobody else noticed it. I noticed it. I noticed it's there. And so, so I went back and I, I got this tie and I put this tie on. This tie seemed to go better. I got myself some black cufflinks to go with my pink shirt and stuff because I'm going to keep my pink shirt. Mm-hmm. I didn't own anything else. I used it on for a week or so, but I didn't own any other shirt just in case something happened. And I was riding down the road after I got all this changed and everything, got my, you know, all the stuff. And I was riding down the road and I thinking to myself, the Lord kind of presented a question to me. Well, why did I notice this, Sister Jessica? Why did I notice this while I was putting this suit on? Why did I notice this thing? One, because I was in a room of comfort and I wasn't going to criticize my own self. I wasn't going to look at my suit uh, in criticism because I felt maybe the suit would be clean and it was okay. But when you get outside away from the environment that you feel comfortable in, an environment where stuff starts to happen, you start to get another view of what you got on. Sometimes when we come to church and we hear these kind of messages that has to deal with us, sometimes we're brought into light that we don't see when we're by ourselves. Sometimes we don't see clearly the stains that's here, that's here. Sometimes we don't see that stuff is not, is not as, as, as unwrinkled as we think it is. Sometimes we put something on and we may have ran over it with our arm. Some people don't, some people, you know, they, they don't like on it. I love on it. And I'm not saying it's against anybody. I don't like the orange. Some people use some kind of dry sheets or something, whatever they use and stuff. They, or they, as they go, you know, like when, when the Jesus healed, they said, as they went, some people use their clothes. They, they as they go, wrinkles fall. But I, 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 I don't, I like to own every, everything. And sometimes you leave and you realize that maybe, and I have, sometimes you realize I didn't own this as, 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 as well as I, I wanted to own it. And it wasn't as the wrinkles. As many wrinkles as I want to get out of what wasn't gone. But I didn't notice it until I left the environment that I was comfortable in putting it on. Sometimes, y'all, we come to church. We don't come to church just to be encouraged. Sometimes we come to church to be revealed. Not to anybody else, but to God. Sometimes God wants us to know you put that suit on in darkness. But when you come out, you realize it wasn't as clean as you thought it was when you first put it on. See... The messages of dealing with inside of us is not to make us feel, not to expose us to anybody else and make us feel bad or make us feel uh, unworthy. That's not to be that. All God wants to do is, God wants to intervene so you won't get to a place where the enemy's testimonies against us is right. Amen? Amen. Or, or, Or at least he can build an argument against us. Now, some of the things that we're struggling with is legitimate at that stage, but it doesn't have to stay there. Amen. And what, what God wants to do is, and I need us to hear this good, what God wants to do is, God wants to get, it, get us before it becomes a culture. Mm-hmm. Before it becomes an attitude that's acceptable. Oh. And when we think about cultures, we use a limited to uh, colors, we use a limited to nations, we use a limited to, you know, geographical uh, surroundings where, you know, culture is, if, uh, the African culture, the white culture, the Japanese culture, the Chinese culture. No, culture is anything um, that becomes a normal behavior or attitude, just that. And you know, you know how sometimes, you know, in some families, some families are, 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 are mean. There's some families that are mean. That's the culture. Everybody in the house is mean. They talk to each other mean. Mm-hmm. When they were growing up and stuff and they got up in the morning, they didn't say hello. They said, hey. Oh, Lord Jesus. Okay. Mom and dad, mom and dad didn't just call you. They hollered at you. Mm-hmm. Mom and dad didn't, when they talked to you, they didn't just talk to you in a corrective, disciplined way. Mm-hmm. They cussed you out first. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Or oh, mom and dad, mom and dad, mom and dad, and stuff. You were in the house with mom and dad, and stuff. They hit you, and then they explain to you why they hit you, mm-hmm. why you bleeding. Mm-hmm. So the culture is this: when you get children, if you're not careful, you'll find yourself hitting first and then explaining second. Mm-hmm. Cultures are again when there is an acceptable behavior that's going on in any group of people, and that group of people follow that behavior. Mm-hmm. That behavior becomes acceptable. 
you know, where, you, again, use one more example, in houses where people just, just cuss. Mm -hmm. They get up cussing. I mean, they just, just, I mean, uh, they, I mean, every word that comes out of their mouth Come is on. a cuss word. Jesus. Everybody does it. The little kids start getting up in the morning and they start cussing. So it's a culture. Then they go to school and the teacher says something to them. And the first thing they say is, you keep on, I'm going to call my mom. She's going to cuss you out. Because mm -hmm. it's a culture. It's something that can be accepted as a normal behavior and stuff. And everybody in that surrounding does it. Mm -hmm. But how about when culture clashes with what, what truth? How about when culture clashes with what God has or what God demands from us to be changed? Mm. How about when you grew up in an atmosphere where you had to defend yourself? Y'all remember when um, uh, um, on Tyler Perry's movies, when uh, and even on the, on the movie itself, where I think it was Oprah that was playing doing the play. She said all her life she had to fight mm -hmm. because in in her family, mm -hmm. you know. And I remember, I, re I remember, I remember. Um, Hearing about this young lady, um, one time who uh, we were talking to, and she was crying, and she was crying because she said, "Every morning I get up, I have to fight because if it's not my brother in the room, mm -hmm. it's my dad in the room." Mm -hmm. And she said, "I had to fight. Mm -hmm. I had to fight because, you know, I told my dad, mm -hmm. and so when I tried to tell him, he wasn't going to defend her mm -hmm. because he was also a part of the party." Well, she didn't know opening up to him would make him part of the party. So the brothers would come in and take turns and stuff, molesting her and abusing her and stuff. This was a cultural norm. Nobody fought against it and stuff. And it didn't seem, it didn't seem abnormal to anybody that was in that surrounding. Isn't that crazy? It didn't seem abnormal to anybody that was in that family. That's a culture. When a behavior negative or positive, listen to me, when a behavior is negative or positive, is an acceptable behavior, despite the fact, y'all, how dysfunctional it may sound. And sometimes, y'all, what we have to do is look at ourselves and say, where did I get this attitude? Where did I get this behavior? Who built this in me? Or am I building a new culture? And everybody that comes after me will repeat that same behavior and something becomes part of our culture. I remember growing up, get ready to get to the message in a second. I remember growing up and stuff, and you hear about certain families were uh, in that family, everybody went to jail. Mm -hmm. Everybody went to jail. The culture was, if you didn't have it, go take it from somebody else. It was acceptable culture or attitude or behavior that if you didn't have it, it wasn't nothing wrong with going to take, set, take something from somebody else. Take it unlawfully. Steal it. Break in. Shoot somebody. Culture. Amen? We have to deal with our culture clashes in our own life to make sure that we're not offending God. And the thing that's in our way is our culture. Amen? Amen. Isn't God good? Awesome. He is worthy of all the praise. Amen. Now, let, let me say this before I get right into, into that message. Turn your Bibles. To 1 John, chapter 3. And just hold, your, hold, hold that right there. Because it's a question I have to ask you. And I wrote this uh, on, uh, uh, in, a, in a post on yesterday because it was something that the Lord kind of kept in my heart. All of us have connections and relationships. There's somebody in your life that you've allowed to come into your life. You've allowed them, whether they started a conversation, whether they started an interaction, you've allowed them to come into your life. But the simple question to make sure you're dealing with your culture and whatever you need to deal with that has become a norm in your attitude, in your actions, in your responses, in your engagements, to make sure that you are not blaming somebody else for stuff that you need to deal with. Jesus. Amen? 
You know, there's there some people that I that I, I can come around Tony that I make them uncomfortable. It's not that I did anything. It's just who I represent. Sometimes it's a black man. Sometimes it's just a man, Sister Bridget. Sometimes it's just a man. Sometimes just being a man coming into some female's atmosphere makes them uncomfortable. Now, I'm not going to take responsibility to have any other dysfunctions about me. But just being a man may be the problem that I present. And it came from their culture. There may be women and there are men. They have problems with the opposite sex. Not that something is wrong with them, but they just have problems with them. Whether it be because they had, had, had bad templates, whether it be that, that a male figure or a female figure in their life was dysfunctional and treated them dysfunctional, and it grew up in them with a broken syndrome towards the, towards the opposite sex, I don't know what it is. But the bottom line is that sometimes just showing up to who you are may represent a problem in somebody else's life. So see, when that shows up, all of a sudden somebody comes to you and they want to engage into your life. But you have a problem with who they are who they re- or, or, or who they represent. You don't know who they are. You just know who they represent. That's a part of your dysfunctional culture that you need to deal with. Don't just disperse me just because I represent something that you're sour over. Come on. Amen? Amen. And so many times, y'all, and you're going to hear me repeat this again. There are marriages. There are relationships. There are ch- people have been run from church because of cultures. Jesus. Because there have been culture clashes. There have been divorces because of culture clashes. There have been people who have, have culture clashes or had these kind of bends or sourness and stuff and ran good people out of their life. There are some singles, uh, somebody said with me, not all. Not all. Again, say not all. Not all. There are some singles that will not get married. Not because they don't want to get married. Because their culture clashes against what they have to submit to to make a development relationship successful. I'm not saying you submit to anything. And I'm going to take my time. I'm not going to speed up, but I'm not going to be long for you. I'm not saying you submit to anything. Listen, don't let anybody in your life that's not worth your value. Huh? You hear me what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If they ain't worth your value, don't let them in. Amen. I don't care how much they offer you or how much they say if they're not worth your value. Because it goes beyond what they offer you. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen? And if you can't see or won't, or won't look past what they offer you, you're going to end up in some bad relationship. You're going to end up in some messed up relationship. Because there are some dysfunctional people that have good skills. Uh, 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 Sister Bridget, there are some dysfunctional people that have, they, they have a, a spirit of seduction that's so good. You look way past. Look, they come in and stuff, and you know they're shifty. But their seduction is so good, you say, oh, I ain't worried about that. You, your value... Or at least your, your culture clashes should not be able to just dismiss what somebody's presenting to you that's contradicting what you're worth. But also make sure your culture isn't dismissing something that's best for you. Amen? Amen. Let me go on. A simple question should be answered to ourselves. After we allow people into our life. And that question is. What do I want. Out of or from that connection. Now you, you, you hear the question first right. I'm taking my time. What do you want out of or from that connection. But also the question has to be asked. What can you give to that connection. Now if you have a dysfunctional culture clash. The only thing you'll give is contradiction. Mm-hmm. And this and, and so many times we'll go into relationships. Listen to this. God bless you. This is Apostle Flowers again. I hope this message was a blessing to you. And again, as we said at the beginning, if this message was a blessing to you, 
please share this message with family and friends and those who are in your life who you believe this message will be a blessing to. If uh, this message was a blessing to you, drop us a line at uh, either one of our emails, Pastor Flowers, or my email at ApostleFlowers51 at gmail.com or RuthFlowers07 at gmail.com and let us know how the message has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to get in touch with us about service times and services, or if you would like for us to come to your church, please drop us a line at again ApostleFlowers51 at gmail.com or RuthFlowers07 gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. Again, I pray this message has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. God bless.